So this morning we're going to talk about transitioning from a job over to Equus. And um, that can be a, a different process for different people. We want to lay out that process because that's the scenario that we find many of our new agents in. Many of our new hires are coming to us from a full-time job, which of course is preferred so that you have the finances to run your business, um, but they want to work enough part-time to leave that full-time job. Well, guess what? They are now working almost twice as many hours, which is a very different position to be in. Um, it's a different type of activity for the person that wants to keep their job and then just work part-time, okay? So that's a, a different scenario. This business is a business of massive activity with constant correction. It's working like a madman for 90 days. And that's you can do anything for 90 days. Pretty much. When there's light at the end of the tunnel, you know you can keep going. You must be the CEO of your business, and you must attend to the four things that you have to have to set yourself up for success and take responsibility of. Those four things, which we've talked about quite a bit, but they're the same in every situation, are your activity, your schedule, your resources, and the system that you use. And we're going to break each of those down for you this morning. Okay, so as a self-employed business owner, we have learned that schedule may be the most important and it may also be the hardest. If you don't fill your calendar, something or someone else will. Um, so make certain that you're using an actual paper day planner that can lay on your desk and you can visually see. Or if you're not a visual person um, and you want to use Google Calendar, there are some, although we, we have discovered not many, uh, who can make that Google Calendar work. But at any rate, you've got to have something that you are referring to on a consistent basis for your schedule. Would you agree, Dick? Absolutely. The day planner, you know, I, I like the one where it's the whole week, so you can look at it on Monday and see your whole week right there. It just makes it easier to visualize and plan and move forward from there. Um, following up with what Connie was just talking about, you know, we were talking about Raphael moving to South, South Florida, and that's a classic example of Raphael realizing, one, he didn't like the winners. He's from Puerto Rico. He didn't like the winners in Massachusetts and Boston. Um, had the opportunity to move to um, uh, South Florida and researched an area, since he is Hispanic, where the primary uh, community that lived in the area he chose was about 70% Hispanic. So it gave him a market that was easy easier for him to work in because English is a second language for him. This is an example of taking advantage of the opportunity before you. So let's take a look at what does it take uh, for Equus to be your main source of income. We're going from a part-time to a full-time position or coming from another job or uh, something like that where you do have a uh, full-time job. Having a proper perspective, I think, is very important. I don't think for Raphael to have moved to South Florida three years ago 
when he first started with Equus would have been the right thing to do. Two things. One, his wife was in, in college up there. Um, but the other part of it is he needed to grow in the industry to learn what was successful so that he could parlay that into going into another area. So one of the questions I have for each of you today is, what is your perspective of activity that you should be doing? And, and that's something that I'd really like for everybody to reflect on after the call today. What is that activity? Because remember, this is a business opportunity that looks like a job. Well, if it's a business opportunity, how do I need to be looking at it? And what does it really take in terms of activity and resources to be successful here? And, and guys, those are not rhetorical questions. Those are real questions I, I think a lot of people just haven't been forced to take a look at and, and fully appreciate and understand. See, what is necessary for success? Well, the very first thing that's necessary for success in our business is dial time. Guys, dial time must be guarded at all costs, and that's not an option because without dial time, nothing else happens. Now, you're hearing a lot of talk on the Equus calls about these dial sessions. Why is that important? Well, what you're going to see over the next 30 days, you're going to see a significant jump. We've already seen it. You're going to see a significant jump in production because of dial time these dial sessions. Why is that? Because the dial sessions are forcing people to do something they should have been doing, but they, they kind of took for granted or were lax in. So that's going to be a big change for Equus, and it can be a big change for you if you embrace it and plug into it. So dial time, that's not an option. That's not negotiable. The appointment time, the times you're going to run appointments, guys, that's got to be protected. Uh, you know, if and, and the reason for that is if you're going to try to run all your business, say, in two or three days, why is that important rather than string it out for the whole week? Now, I know when you're first starting, you just want to get an appointment, you want to run it. But the reason di uh, protecting your appointment time is so important is so you don't burn out. You know, if somebody's running an appointment six, seven days a week, um, that's not a good healthy balance in their life. Now, you are self-employed, and as time goes on, you will be able to substitute days when you work. Now, rarely can you substitute your dial time. That's going to have to be pretty much cast in stone. And other than a funeral, uh, a wedding, or being in the hospital, those dial times don't vary at all. And I think most of you have heard my dial time was on Monday. And um, it didn't matter pretty much what was scheduled. Anything the family knew not to schedule it on Monday because if we didn't have a good Monday, it wasn't going to be a good week. So dial time has got to be protected. Now, as we understand that, uh, first understand that uh, your activities have got to be protected because, you know, once we establish the times for both the dial time and running appointments, um, Many of the, the people on the call here today, they've not put these in concrete. You know, a line in the sand when it comes to dial time and appointment times is not going to work. Now, as we do get better at this and you want to take a Wednesday off and not run appointments and you're going to do it on Thursday instead or a Friday instead, that's okay. But initially, that first 90 days you're in this business, 
you've got to put your head down. And you're seeing some people on the leaderboard here today, um, the two people that were chasing David on the call, they understand that. And they're getting really uncomfortable out of their comfort zone for the first 90 days to make this thing work. You know, now, what's your plan for transition? You know, a few years ago, uh, and, and this guy is still a dear friend of ours, but uh, we hired a person uh, who was a casualty due to the 2008 uh, meltdown of the mortgage business. He was making a quarter of a million a year, and in 2008, that was a pretty good income. Um, and he went literally from 250000 a year to zero per week. I mean, boom, done, it was over. Had five children. He took a job managing a cheeseburgers in Paradise restaurant for 60 grand a year. Now, 60 grand a year in uh, Chillicothe, Ohio, sounds like a pretty good income. But in Northern Virginia, with five children, um, you're barely above the poverty line. His mortgage payment was probably 3000 a month. So, you know, and that's just normal up there. Um, we uh, told him what his activity needed to be. He was a part-time person, and, and this guy had two evenings a week that he could work in the insurance business and Sunday. So one evening a week, he would get off cheeseburgers around 6 uh, and uh, set appointments, and then the other evening that week, he would run appointments, and then Sunday, he used a process business that he had written and tried to run one or two appointments on a Sunday afternoon and evening. And uh, that, I mean, that time was guarded. You know, his family realized they were not going to see him for the next several months. Why? Because it was literally a difference between having a little extra money to eat and, and live. You know, nothing was negotiable for him at the time. Uh, the first month, he uh, equaled his salary doing part-time work in the insurance business. And, um, you know, to going from a 250000 a year, and, and they weren't well off at two fifty. They were getting by, you know, because of the cost of living up there. But he understood that activity was king and nothing good could happen without good activity or the proper activity. He also realized that he needed resources. He had to have people to talk to every week. So he got a new batch of leads every week. Uh, used a lot of bonus leads in those times because of the money being what it was. But he had to control the schedule. He also followed the system. He understood that by following the system we had in place, he understood this from the mortgage business, would shorten his learning curve. Uh, we hired people the same week that we hired him. That six months later, we're still struggling because they tried to shortcut everything. They did not follow in, into the system that he was doing. He realized the system was his best friend, and he was immediately coachable because he didn't have any choice. I mean, this was, you know, in his case at that time, the light at the end of the tunnel could have been a train, and he wasn't, you know, prepared for that. He also learned to pivot on a dime. You know, when he experienced something new, I was getting calls from him all the time. I got calls from the home. We strategized cases before he went, you know. Um, and it was interesting because when he called, it wasn't to talk, it was to learn. He didn't have time for casual conversation. Dick, I've got this. What do I do here? How do I handle this? When he was in the home, I got the phone calls. Dick, I didn't know that they had uh, 
they were using ox oxygen with their CPAP machine. Um, and then I found out it really wasn't oxygen. The people thought that a CPAP machine was an oxygen machine. Just things like that that would have thrown him or derailed him, he learned real quick on the, on the fly. Um, he took charge, and by year's end, he was literally making twice as much money part-time as he was at the restaurant. And I'll never forget the night that he uh, turned in his resignation. Uh, it was fairly late, but we got a phone call from him uh, from the restaurant saying, Dick, I just turned in my two-week notice, and we are now all in. And I, I'd like to tell the rest of the story here a little bit with him. He really focused, as time went on, on annuities and indexed ULs. And the good news of the story is he moved past mortgage protection over the years and now has a radio show in Washington, D.C. on WMAL doing indexed universal life policies for tax-free retirement and doing annuities. Became a student of the business, but probably if he hadn't been so much under the gun, would never have done that. But he had no place to turn but to the system that we had in place. Now, one of the things that everybody on the call here should take away from his story is, one, it can be done. You know, when you've got two nights a week and Sunday, and that's all, and you're working 60 hours a week trying to be a father and a husband and a provider, one, he proved it can be done. Two, understand the discipline that it takes. And, and number three is, now that you know it can be done and it, it takes discipline to do it, what are you willing to do to change to be successful in this business? See, what, what are you doing today or not doing that is not profitable for your business? Guys, take some time today and analyze how you're spending your day because we would love to make your success story just like his someday. See, many times we find it's the lack of activity or lack of resources that are the demise for a lot of people. See, if you're calling the same leads over and over and over and over again, um, this is a recipe for burnout. The clients get tired of seeing your numbers show up. You get tired of calling because you, you've heard the, the same story before. You get tired and anticipate rejection and no. If you get new leads, what happens is the leads you're calling this week, this allows you to let those leads that you called last week to season for a week or two so that when you come back at them again, one, they may have forgotten who you are. They, they may answer the phone. Their situation may be different. But they're not get, getting tired of seeing your number show up on their caller ID or worse yet blocking you. So getting new resources every week allows you to refresh. It also allows your old leads to recess, re refresh. That's a very big deal. Um, if somebody's not getting new resources, it takes about four to six weeks for the burnout to set in. Now, a lot of people will stay around after the four to six weeks saying, well, I, I didn't burn out. No, they're burned out and just don't know it because they're calling expecting their rejection. They're burned out. They're done. And they hang around partly because they don't have anywhere else to go but they don't realize what it takes to run a business. We're here to help you see that, and we're going to start reaching out to each of you individually this week, uh, starting this afternoon. Uh, and I'd like for you to think about what your activity is 
and what your leads are. And guys, write down three or four of the objections that you're running into both in the home and or on the phone so we can deal with that. You know, that's the purpose in having a coach and a mentor so we can help walk you through some of those things. Um, we've got people, um, some of you on the call today, some of you aren't, that are setting appointments at 11 a.m. on Monday when Equus has their kickoff call. We got people that had appointments this morning, 10 a.m. on Tuesday and 11 a.m. on Friday. And I hear this, well, Dick, that's the only time they can meet with me. Really? Stop and think about it. If you already had an appointment on Tuesday at 10 a.m. and uh, you had an appointment with the Smiths, and the Jones told you, well, hey, George, Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. is the only time I can meet with you. Are you going to call the Smiths up and cancel that appointment so you can work the Joneses in? I don't think so. So treat these calls as if you've got an appointment already because there will be another time that they can see you. you know. Plus the fact is if you're booked, guys, that adds so much credibility to who you are and what you're doing. I'm booked. You know, I'm booked all day on Tuesday, but I can see you Wednesday or Thursday if you prefer morning, afternoon, or evening. See, what the day planner does for you, if you've got those times already blocked out on your day planner and they say I can see you Tuesday at 10, you know, the most of the time when people book appointments during the Equus calls and, and our call or any other call for that matter, it's because it's not on their planner. And after they book it two days, oh, my gosh, we have to come to call that time. I forgot. But if it's already blocked out on your planner, that's not going to happen. So these are some of the things that you're going to find that are going to make a difference between success, tremendous success, marginal success, and or failure. And our goal is to help each of you see what activity needs to be done and then help you walk in some of that. You know, I... Um, how many of you have run across this situation where you're trying to set the appointment? And Because I get these calls all the time. And the client says to you, now I'm not buying anything. I just want to get the information. Well, I had a recent appointment. That that's what the lady said. I'm not buying anything. I want to talk that with my mother and my sister and my kids and, and the whole nine yards. And I said, no big deal. I said, you know, I may get there, and I think she even referenced the fact that she had a policy. I said, I may get there, and we may find out that you don't even need anything. So, oh, that was refreshing. So when we get there, and I'm going through everything with her and showed her what we had, she said, well, I do have a policy, and she told me the name of the company. That company is notorious for writing 10- and 15-year term policies. And uh, I said, well, how long does it last? And she said, I don't know. I said, well, let's take a look at it real quick and see. Turns out it was a 30-year term that she had 17 years left on it, and she's only paying $42 a month for it. And I looked at her. I said, you don't need any of these up here. And I just put a big X on them on my worksheet. I said, you've got a good plan. My plan is only going to give you an extra three years, but it's twice the cost. Keep what you've got. Guys, that built so much credibility with her, it changed everything. Then at that point in time, I said, my only concern is this. And I pointed out to her, I said, now, do people in your family live a long time? 
she said, yeah, my mother's 89 or whatever, and my grandmother was 102 or 104, and she rattled off all these people in her family that live into the 90s and late 90s. And I said, well, we need a plan that when that plan you've got right now runs out that will protect the equity in the house. She didn't understand a lot of this. It was her first home ever, and so it took a lot of time. I started the appointment at 3 o'clock, and I finished at 6.20, so you can have an idea of what it was like. And uh, then I said, the other concern I have is, is you going down the highway and a deer run out in front of you because this area is loaded with deer. I said, I've hit eight, and uh, the last 25 years, I've killed eight deer. And I said, so the concern I have is something like that happened, or worse yet, some teen texting and running a stop sign running into you. I said, for a dollar a day, we can protect you against that. Make a long story short, we ended up with two policies for almost $1,000 in premium, and most of the agents would never have set the appointment because it was almost two hours away. They would not have gone on the appointment because the lady said, I'm not buying anything on the first visit, okay? <laughs> so understanding she was afraid she was going to get sold something. That's why she was very defensive and very creative in her defense. I just saw through it and walked on past it then. And for those of you who do a lot of personal development and read the books that are recommended, you understand that her saying that, she said it for a reason because she understands that she is, quote, easy. She's an easy sale because she knows that once she gets in the store or someone in her home, um, my guess is that she's a big QVC buyer, okay? Uh, and big QVC buyers either succumb to the temptation or know better than to turn on the TV, okay? So this lady understood that, that she was uh, susceptible to buying and didn't want Dick to come, uh, but she, I think she wisely made the appointment. And now the interesting thing is when Dick was there for that long time, he wasn't, quote, talking her into it. He was educating her, and she was making the decisions along the way to continue the conversation because she felt educated. Excellent point, and that's exactly what was going on. The education part of it was I was more of a consultant, and, and that we established the consultant relationship when I said, you've got a good plan Let's not do anything with that. You don't need any of my products up here. Point well taken. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to 